Starting a podcast for baby brands even worth it. I mean, there must be something to it because companies like Gong, Drift, and IBM has started podcast shows in the past few years. It's why the Casa team has created the B2B Maturity Curve, a framework that can help you amplify your podcast and measure its impact as a sales enablement tool. Today, Kate DeGroote, the director of the management at Casa, digs into the B2B podcast maturity curve. In his Marketing Pops episode, you'll learn first the benefits of starting a podcast as a B2B brand. Second, the five stages of the B2B podcast maturity curve. Third, an example of a great B2B podcast show. And number four, how to hone your marketing instincts and how that has helped Kate accelerate her career. Now, before I continue, I've created a free power-up cheat sheet that you can download, fill in, and apply Cast's B2B podcast maturity curve to your own show. Get it at marketingpowerups.com right now or find that link in the show notes and description. Well, are you ready? Let's go. Marketing Power-Ups. Ready? Your host, I know typically podcast is more of a consumer media where you have like personalities doing comedy sketches, like murder mysteries. But like in the recent years, B2B brands have really like picked it up. Companies like Gong, Salesforce, and even Drift, where they doubled down on using podcasting as a pillar to their content strategy. I'm curious. What are some reasons why B2B brands should be doing podcasts as part of their content strategy? B2B companies that really employ podcasting well will see 89% higher awareness of their brand, um, 57% higher brand consideration, um, 24% higher brand favorability, 14% higher purchase intent, and 16% higher engagement. I don't know why hearing if you hear those stats why you wouldn't want to use um podcasting for b2b marketing um but you know there's also 52 million households Mm. that listen to podcasts and how many of those are people who work in your target companies so yeah there's a lot there's a lot to it all those stats make sense you know there's the brand loyalty and engagement and when people listen to podcasts, like there's the stickiness factor. Usually when they start it, they listen all the way through. But, you know, even for companies I worked at, there's some hesitancy in the B2B leaders who are like, you know, like, should we do podcasts? You know, let's let's stick with what's tried and true. Blogging, SEO, maybe a little bit of video. What are some some concerns or some pushbacks that you've heard from B2B leaders? around starting a podcast, even though when you share the stats, like, yeah, it makes sense. There's statistics that show it is. But what what are some reasons you've heard that people be you say, hey, let's not do this or they're hesitant about it? From what I've heard so far, um, it has been something more like um, we can't prove the value. Mm. We can't prove that people are listening to it and we can't attribute that to our pipeline. Um which is actually where Casted, you know, we've kind of bridged that gap there. Uh, we have the ability to grab metrics that no other platform can. So, and um, also, you know, move those those names. You can see down to like a granular level, like who's listening, and you can see those in your in your CRM. So, like, we've tried to combat that because we do know that podcasting is such a powerful powerful tool. 
And, um, you know, we want to to give these amazing tools to the broader audience. Um, but yeah, it, it comes down to not being able to see what is actually coming of it. Um, and it's a lot, it takes a lot of time. Mm. It takes a lot of time to find your, um, guest and record and put it into, you know, go have it produced and then break it down into pieces and then, and market it. It does take a lot of time, but it is so, so worth it. In terms of worth it, you're totally right. I think ROI wise, I think the the other thing that I would add to the uh, return on that investment is that it's such a great piece of content that can be repurposed in so many ways. Like even I cast it, I see like video snippets and podcast it can be turned into a newsletter. It can be turned into a blog post. It can turn so it really could become a, a core and a pillar to the content strategy. And that that's maybe where the return could be around. Like now you even have expert quotes that people in the SEO world loves because there's uh, this credibility there and really does add, add to that is what, is what I'm also hearing there. So, I mean, first of all, we have a, theory, or a methodology that we call amplified marketing, which is breaking down all of the pieces. Um, so we take the video content or the podcasting content or even webinars and turn them into podcasts. Um, and then we take those transcripts and we turn them into blog posts. We turn them into cornerstone content. Um, and then also we will take the key takeaways and post those as social posts, um, to gain awareness and visibility, of this podcast that we just put out. Um, so we definitely do that. But then, yeah, the SEO side of it, that's so important. And I think so many people don't recognize that podcasting can be so great for your SEO and your discoverability. Um, we have some good friends over at Demand Jump in Indianapolis. Um, they specialize in pillar-based marketing. Um, so you're making this one pillar page. It's such a long page, right. but you are you're using your top keywords that you want to be found for, right? But you're using them throughout this piece. And you can do that in your podcast as well. And um, if you have a really good hosting site, you should be able to use those keywords in there as well. Obviously, then when you use your transcription, um, those keywords are available in there. And you just just it's such a great tool like i love podcasting i love seo and podcasting it's so exciting like where we're moving right. in this content-led approach i love that i i really love how you know you know one of the challenge challenges for for podcasts is uh discoverability you know with youtube there's like the search engine with uh with with text there's the google search and search uh other search engines Podcast is a little bit harder and it's kind of a little bit fragmented. I love that uh, there's this approach that you're taking with all your content and creating a pillar piece around it. What are some results that they've they've seen around like using this approach where cutting up the pieces, using that amplified marketing approach that you mentioned and then creating a pillar piece around it? We work with them because we want to be um, page one all the time. And actually their podcast is called page one or bust. So, and it's hosted by casted. Um, so I would totally listen to that, but you know, that's, that's the important part. I have a whole list of keywords that I want casted to be found for. Um, and that can be really difficult in just your basic 
blog post. Instead, you know, I'm saying I want to be found for B2B podcasting. It's a whole new category mm. that we have to create. And that's that's a challenge in and of itself. Um, so, you know, creating these pillar pages and then the supporting pillars that all link back um, with linking then to your podcast and linking to the other blog posts um, and then linking to the embeds actually that you're putting in your blog post. It, it really does boost your discoverability. Google really seems to like this methodology. I love that. I, do, I totally love that. Uh, I want to talk, I want to go back to the ROI piece that you mentioned around podcasting. Uh, your team at Casted has created this, this B2B podcast maturity curve that kind of sh- outlines like a step off a B2B brand as they progress through you know, starting a podcast and using that as that pillar, as that amplified uh, piece of content that's really content-led. Mm-hmm. What is this B2B maturity, uh, po- B2B podcast maturity curve uh, and the stages that's involved in, in it? Drawing from our own experience with our customers, um, over the last four years, we've created this community or this um, maturity curve to communicate with the market about the five stages that go into um, really brand adoption through podcasting. So you have stage one, which is channel experimentation. It's really just having this idea. We are going to play with this, see what it's like. It's not necessarily having the tools quite yet. Um And then we have stage two, which is show creation. And um, there, that's where you start investing in a good microphone. That's where you start investing in a good pair of headphones. Right, it's true. Yeah, yeah. That's where you go from possibly recording on Zoom to using Riverside or another tool very much like that. Um, And then we get into stage three, which is usually the bottleneck of the entire maturity curve. This is audience growth. Everybody wants to have a big audience, um, but they don't know how to do it. They don't know what to do with it once they they achieve that audience that they dream of. Um, So this is where production becomes really, really important. This is where SEO starts to become really, really important. And um, this is where you have to learn about who your audience is. No longer can you make assumptions about who they are. You have to have the data and you have to know what attracts them, um, what episodes, what part of the episodes they're listening to and going back to. And, you know, almost you almost need a heat map really to be able to see that. But um that's that's a, the biggest piece. And then once you can break through stage three, you hit stage four, which is multi-channel expansion. Um, and this is this is where you absolutely just blow up. This is also where your podcast is no longer just a podcast. It's part of your brand. And, um, you know, it's it becomes synonymous with your brand, really. Um, and then what? Well, there's one more. There's one more, and there actually maybe two. We've been talking about, you know, as we're learning more <laughs> about our customers and where they're going. Um, but you know, then you move on to five, which is marketing amplification right. um and and revenue. And this is where um 
really people come to you as the industry leader, as the uh, subject subject matter expert. And um, this is where your leads come from. This is where those hot leads will come from. And you're going to have your CTAs in in this. And really, you should have CTAs throughout right. all of your podcasts. But um, but this is where it becomes really, really important. And you're driving revenue with your podcast. I, lo- I love that, that it's, it's not just impressions. It's not just like listens. You actually want to drive towards that end goal for a lot of marketing teams, a lot of uh, leaders of, uh, in B2B is that how do we get the people who are listening to this to eventually, you know, be interested in us, uh, sign up for a demo or sign up for a free trial and finally become a customer. And that's essentially what that, that curve is, is leading towards is what I'm hearing with this. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and this is the same methodology that we use. Um, actually, Cheetah Digital, they are one of our clients and... Um, we we do a lot of interviews with our clients just to find out, you know, how things are going, grab some swipeable content from them, some swipeable language, always listening to Caitlin and taking her ideas and putting them into practice. Um, and then, you know, so when we were having that conversation with him and he was talking about our videograms and our audiograms um, and how to find the right audience I think he said something like, it's not about getting in front of 10,000 people to make a sale. It's about getting in front of the right 10 people. And that is so, so true. They saw some crazy outcomes. Like we're talking in like the millions of dollars range. They saw some crazy outcomes from following um, the amplified marketing methodology and the um, B2B podcast maturity curve. So we know it works. Um, and it's something that we actually are setting out to teach our, um, customers and, and people who aren't our customers. You know, we just really want to get this out there because B2B podcasting is going to be huge over the next 10 years. And we've done the research and we've seen some of these numbers, um, we're all about getting in you know right now so before i continue i want to thank the sponsor for this episode 42 agency now when you're in scale up growth mode and you have to hit your kpis the pressure is on to deliver demos and signups and it's a lot to handle there's demand gen email sequences RevOps, and more and that's where 42 agency founded by my good friend camille rexton can help you they're a strategic partner that's helped B2B SaaS companies like ProfitWall, Teamwork, Sprout Social, and HubDoc to build a predictable revenue engine. If you're looking for performance experts and creatives to solve your marketing growth problems today and help you build the foundations for the future, look no further. Visit 42agency.com to talk to a strategist right now to learn how you can build a high-efficiency revenue engine, or you can also find that link in the show notes and description. I want to thank the sponsor for this episode, Casted. Now, BDB brands that have a podcast close deals 30% faster than those that don't. But with tight marketing budget and increasing competitions of other shows on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, how do you prove and maximize your podcast and video ROI? That's where Casted comes in. It's a podcast, video, and audio marketing platform for BDB brands to grow your audience and significantly impact the bottom line. Match your podcast audience to known contacts in your CRM so that you can uncover actual brands interested in your content and huge key for your customers. You can also get one-click clips, 
auto transcription, listener intel, and the best customer experience you've ever had. Leading B2B brands like Salesforce, Gong, Drift, and IBM trust Casset to maximize the value of their content and amplify it across their channels. You can request a demo right now for Casset at Casset.us or find that link in the description. Well, let's get back to the episode. I, I love that. I, I really love that. It, what you said, that person said that it's not about getting 10,000 listens. And often that is like, uh, a, you know, a false metric to follow or like a, a vanity metric to follow for B2B brands is like, if that's probably more of a consumer thing where they're trying to get ads, ad space where the more listens you have, the more valuable your podcast is. But for B2B brands, like a few handful, uh, you mentioned 10, just 10 good ones is enough to close a deal that could be worth, like you mentioned, millions of dollars is, is exactly what I'm hearing here. And I want to just want to reiterate that. Would you say that this approach is probably more for like higher uh, annual contract value products uh, versus like ones that are more like lower price, like Canva or more you know, ten, you know, $10 a month? You probably would need a little bit more listeners to close with that rather than let's say, uh, a product that costs like $10,000 a year. Our customers tend to have products that have a higher ACV, but companies like Canva, um, they have a lot to say. Mm. They have a lot of knowledge to share. And I I could definitely see them um, doing quite well with this. You know, getting those social shares, um, getting the engagement, um, oh my gosh. And just think about like all of the videograms that they could be putting out there right. on LinkedIn um, with new techniques, just teaching. And, you know, that's part of what we do as B2B marketers. We're out here trying to teach our audience um, not just about our product, but how to do their jobs better and more efficiently. Um, so I think, honestly, I think it would work for both mm. both sides. That makes sense. I, you know, even you mentioned that they have something to say. I think that's super important nowadays with a lot of the stuff that Google has been updating, where they're putting a lot more emphasis on ones that are have an opinion, something that even AI can't write. You <laughs> know, we have AI. Mm-hmm. We can get you probably can get a generic opinion or blog post, but somebody who has an opinion or a point of view in the market, that's something that you can really embed in in, in your podcast and interview people who are doing that. We've seen Drift really do that with conversational marketing and Gong really do that with revenue intelligence where they're like owning a piece of word. And that's exactly what I'm what I'm hearing with this is that it's not just uh, content. It's actually potentially a thought leadership play that could, you know, really help you close deal faster because now they know you for that term is exactly what I'm oh, hearing. Yeah, absolutely. And then also with like ChatGPT, like there is so much more written content um, that is just making so much noise mm. in our normal channels that we go to. Um, and that's where, you know, podcasting is absolutely wonderful. You're getting your real authentic right. voice out there. Yeah. And really that's, you know, as we have millennials moving up into higher management roles, um, that's really what this whole generation is looking for. Authenticity, mm. being real. That. Um, that's, it's huge. And it's only going to become more important over time. So yeah, we've got to break through that noise. We've got to get our really valid 
um, opinions and points of view out there. And that I feel like the only way to do that is video and audio mm. content. Interesting. That's so true. I think people want to see people want to, I, I forgot who, who said it. I think it's Pep from Winter where he said that, you know, most the top most followed um, brands or companies uh, or people in, in LinkedIn and, and TikTok are 89%, 90% of them are, are like faces. They're people, they're brands and the people follow people. They don't necessarily follow brands and putting a face in front of a brand humanizes that brand. Uh, whether that's a voice through audio, but you mentioned video as well, where now you're seeing a real person that like they know you, they can attach like Kate and cast it or Ramley with marketing power-ups or, you know, um, you know, Devin with, you know, used to be gone, but now it's Clary, you know, like things like that. It really humanizes the brand with having an audio and video podcast. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about your process. You mentioned earlier that you take a podcast, take the transcript, turn it into a blog post. Um, can you can you share a little bit more about that um, amplification process <laughs> or, you know, where you're yeah. taking that audio or video content and then breaking it up? Like what is what do you do specifically for for a Cassidy show or, or, or clients or customers of Cassidy and what you advise them to do with their show? Yeah. Um, so being a digital marketer, my, my way is a little bit different. Um, but, you know, like if we took this recording um, from today and uploaded it into Casted, um, all of it would be there. We'd have our premium transcription service, like write out everything, just everything. Um, and then usually my content guy will go ahead and take that transcript and turn it into a blog. Like he won't just put, you know, Kate said this and then Ramley said this and, you know, he won't just right. do that, but he'll take all of these ideas in the order, in the flow that we're doing this. Um, and he will turn it into something just really, really useful, really great long form content. And then um, from there, you know, we're probably going to have at least three different topics that we start talking about. So we'll break those down into our key takeaways, right? And um, so then he'll write blog posts about those three key takeaways that all link back into that first initial long form content. Um, and then, you know, basically we do the same thing with the actual video and audio content. So you can go into Casted and you can say, okay, this is that one, that first key takeaway. Highlight in our um, transcript exactly where that is, where it starts, where it ends. And instantly you've just created a clip, right? Yes. And so um, you'll create a couple of those, maybe um, export them as a videogram with like a custom frame, something really, really pretty that shows your brand and um, collect all of those. And then when you are ready to go ahead and show the world what you've created, um, that is when, you know, you do that little teaser the day before. Um, I think we've all seen that mm. where we're already thanking the guest. Um, and then you can even put, you know, your little teaser intro video up there to get everybody excited and get that buzz going. Um, and then, uh, you, you put out your, your podcast and you go through all the major RSS channels and it's out there. It's live. Mm. 
but nobody really knows about it unless you're sending out that newsletter. Right. Um, mm. And a lot of times we use embedded video or audio in there to kind of get everybody enticed to go over and listen to the actual podcast. Um, but then also, you know, use those video and audiograms um, to go ahead and and find more people. Put them in the groups on LinkedIn that you know your target is right. is hanging out in. Um, put them on social, um, put them everywhere you possibly can. We actually have a TikTok frame now. I was going to say that. So you can <laughs> take those. TikTok. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So now you can export for TikTok and you can fuel your content strategy on TikTok. Right. So now you just have like this entire content calendar just jam packed right. with so many different pieces from one podcast. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but then also, you know, from there, you need to be looking at all of your metrics and all of your data. And how do you actually how do you measure what's happening on Spotify, on Apple podcasts, on, you know, all of these other um, players that are not necessarily the one that you're uploading to? And um so that's that's something that we built because we had nice. that question too. Um, my CEO was the a VP of marketing um, at a global company, and she built their first podcast. And she came into that issue. She had to prove that people not just coming to the one player that they had on their website, but also at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, like how what their cons consumption. Um, was actually like. So we built that because of her need. Um, but it's so, so critical to growing your podcast um, and especially in the ways of breaking it up. So um, most people don't know this, but we actually can get um, the data from those clips and we put it in your dashboard nice. and those clips can be anywhere, but we get data from from Spotify, we know more than just how many downloads mm. you've had. We know firmographic and we know psychographic data, right? Because they they hold on to all of that information in their um, databases. And we're one of the lucky few that gets to, to access that and share it with our customers to help them make better data-driven decisions. I really love what you just mentioned. I, exactly what I, I see happening is that you know people don't realize how powerful like an audio or video podcast is in terms of fueling a content calendar where you know one piece of content can help you last for a month and now if you're doing a weekly show you're if you do like a series where it's only uh you know a season with only 10 episodes you're probably good for like six months and I think that's the power of this is like continually repurposing it into different formats is one way that you can like, uh, you know, increase your reach. But as well as see that impact that you mentioned, how you're pulling on uh, the data and pulling it into cast it, make sure that there's impact there. I love that. Thank you for sharing, yeah. sharing this. I actually want to shift gears and, and talk about career power-ups. You've been in marketing now for over 15 years. And I'm curious what, uh, What's a career power-up that's helped you accelerate your career, that's helped you level up and uh, go forward and become a, a better marketer uh, than you were previously? 
Never stop learning. Mm. That has been something that has been huge for me. Like, I remember when I started learning about PLG, and that's when I found out about you. And, you know, now I have my certification, and I've helped a company go from sales-led to product-led, nice. and now they're doing fantastic. Like, it's great. Um, but never stop learning and never, ever, ever say that's not my job. Right. Um, so because at some point, in some way, it is. And you're also going to learn um, how to apply whatever it is um, to marketing. And it, especially if it's in your company, um, you know, maybe it's a question that you have to answer for your CX team. But now you know what questions you need to address for in your marketing to, you know, reduce those objections that may be coming in. So I really love that around like never stop learning. And actually, that's how we met for people in that uh, who were tuning in when I was with West Bush or Product Led. I don't remember how we connected. Was it Twitter, LinkedIn? You reached out or I reached out. It was a while back, but you ended up joining Product Led's uh, chorus. And, you know, we were, I was teaching, leading that court at that time. That's how we actually met. Was you pursuing that desire to learn more about Product Led growth? And now you've helped the company around that. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, also that was about the time that you were writing um, your book mm. um, on onboarding, product led onboarding. And, you know, I was I was one of your pre-readers on that oh, as well. You. And, you know, even my company now, my company now, like I've shared that um, book with them and we're employing your strategies in there as well. Thank you so much for that plug. It's always like really hard <laughs> no for problem. me to plug myself. Shameless plug. But I appreciate Glad that. I could help. Yeah. Even though I, you know, few people tuning on this uh, via video, there's like a picture of the book up on my left shoulder. <laughs> but I thank you. I appreciate you, Kate, for, for providing that feedback. Uh, I want to ask you one last question around an advice you give your younger self. If you can go back in time or send a message through time 15 years ago uh, to that Kate who's just starting out in marketing. What advice would you give? And it could be around career, it could be around marketing, it could be around life. <laughs> what, what one or two pieces of oh advice would, would you give that younger Kate? <laughs> um, wow, I could go all day on this one. Um, but everything, your your instincts are right. Mm. Don't let anyone tell you that your instincts aren't aren't correct. Um, and then. Oh my gosh, what else that is safe for podcasting? Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was a it was quite a struggle to get where I'm at today. Um, and I just I had to push. Right. And I had to push really hard to get where I'm at. Um, but something that I had to learn was do it with kindness. Right. And do it with respect. And, um, but don't, don't let people tell you that your ideas aren't good enough mm. because they are, right. and they are going to do some spectacular nice. things for your life. Like the first one as well, like trust your instincts. I think that applies to like career, it applies to relationships, it applies to, you know, in terms of like what marketing campaigns you should run. Like usually, uh, I was talking to Eddie Schleiner about this. He's from Very Good Copy. And as you like consume content, like you have this, like he called it spidey sense. 
<laughs> the marketing sense mm-hmm. where like you're yep. whether it's like it, it could be a good or bad thing where like your your sense is telling you like this is the right path versus like this is not the right path uh and once again it could apply to a job uh flags you walk away or like a, a campaign it's like how you it just feels you don't have the data to back it up necessarily but you feel you have a feeling that this is uh is going to make an impact uh around mm-hmm. around you know your work and, and people around you so and actually that was my biggest growth point um i was working for actually my alma mater back in illinois um and I had absolutely no data to work with on digital marketing. I was the first person in the digital marketing seat and um, I was designing everything. I had no idea what I was doing, which here's another one. Do it anyway. Mm, There's another piece of it. advice. Um, yeah. But, you know, I had no data and I I actually came up with one of those unicorn campaigns. Nice. And that was the year that this university went from all-time record low enrollment to all-time record high enrollment. And it's like, it's just one of those things. I was like, this is going to be so good. And it was, but I had nothing that would lead me to that. Well, that was a fun chat. If you want to learn more about Casted, you can go to casted.us or you can follow Kate on LinkedIn and Twitter. All of those links are in the show notes and description down below. Thank you to Kate for being on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, you'd love the Marketing Power-Ups newsletter. I share the actionable takeaways and break down the frameworks of world-class marketers. You can go to marketingpowerups.com to subscribe and you'll instantly unlock the three best frameworks that top marketers use to hit their KPIs consistently and wow their colleagues. I want to say thank you to you for listening and please like and follow Marketing Power-Ups on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you feel extra generous, kind of leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a comment on YouTube. Goes a long way in others finding out about marketing products. Thanks to Mary Sullivan for creating the artwork and design. And thank you to Faisal Kaigo for editing the intro video. And of course, thank you for listening. That's all for now. Have a powered up day. Marketing Power Ups. Until the next episode. 